0: Welcome to another edition of Something Like That, episode 27. Titled Where Do We Go From Here? Now, in this episode, I will be talking about what we need to do as a people to be heard, what we need to do as a people in regards to what is going on in the world today. I know a lot of people are looking at this as an opportune time for looters, writers, and people who don't care about the movement, but that's not true. So, I just wanted to get this out. I just wanted to talk about how I felt. I just wanted to give everyone a look into my life as an African-American male and how I felt. So this is what I feel we should do in order to be where everyone doesn't want us to be. So this is my own feelings and expressions on this. I couldn't take it anymore. So listen, stay right where you are. I'm going to give you all that and some. See you soon. welcome to another edition of something like that actually episode 27 yes this is episode 27 it is titled where do we go from here and that is the question that i will try to answer for us today it will be definitely tough but you know what i'm going to do it and i'm going to try to do it the best that i can so today i am you know coming to everyone because There's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of dismay going on out there. And for me, I just couldn't sit back anymore and say nothing. Um, Just a lot of thoughts in my head. And I'll be walking around. Actually, I'm using my other microphone. Actually, I am not sitting down because I'm really uh, charged up, energized, you know, for this podcast because it's just a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, First and foremost, I want to... Uh, send a rest in peace out to George Floyd and his family. Um, he was the young man that was brutally murdered, and I, and and yes, I will say murder at the hands of an officer who had no business having his neck, his knee on his neck. And for me, when I look at that, I got really, really upset. And it took me a few days to even watch, because I seen this narrative so many times. I seen my black and uh, minorities, you know, gunned down, uh, stepped on, strangled so many times. And I said, I'm not gonna watch. This time. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna watch this this time because I already know what's going to happen. I already know how this is going to end. I already know how the media is going to spin it. I already know what this is going to look like for everyone out there and how it's going to look like it was his fault. And, of course, the autopsies came out. Uh, according to CNN, he had uh, un you know, this was not related to his death. I'm sorry. His death was not related to the murder of that officer who I would not name and mention. It wasn't due to him putting his knee on his neck for nine minutes and, you know, making him uh you know die but it was an underlying heart condition now listen if he did have an underlying heart condition i'm sure you know that could have factored at another time but when i'm watching him his officer put his knee on his neck and you seeing the life go out of this man's body that was hard for me to watch And that was really hard for me to watch because I'm looking like this could be me. I could be this lifeless person. I could be the person that's going to the grocery store to purchase some food for my family. And this is the last time that they see me. I could be uh, walking down the street, talking to someone, and I can get misconstrued as someone who is in uh, this neighborhood who doesn't belong here. And now the cops come and they take actions. And eventually I... I'm sorry about that. And eventually I died because of some uh stupidity. But I wanted this podcast because one I just wanted to talk about how I feel. I just had to get it out. I've been reading uh, Martin Luther King's book and I'm not a heavy reader, but something, you know, compelled me to read and not because of what's been going on also, you know, um Aubrey, uh, he was killed back in February by uh, two white supremacists. Uh, one father, one son. So you have that aspect there. But I, I don't know. This book just compelled me. I was getting my girlfriend uh a book for her and I just seen this book just happened to be there was actually for another group that were doing um a class. So I said, Can I purchase it? And I purchased it right then and there and it probably was the best money that was spent. One, it was the best money that was spent because I'm not an avid reader. I don't read a lot. Um You know, it's just hard for me to read, but I've been forcing myself to read because knowledge is in the books, and the books have the knowledge. So I've been forcing myself to read at least 30 minutes a day, taking this book and building myself up with a wealth of knowledge, wealth of information. The name of the book is called Where Do We Go From Here? Oh, wow, I didn't even realize that I took that title of this book and manifested into my podcast. I swear it was not not uh purposely done and i did it because i just figure where do we go from here um so the name of the book is where do we go from here chaos or community martin luther king forward by coretta scott king blessed the both of them um as they are resting in their internal place and this is martin luther king's last book that he wrote before he was assassinated and this book it says i'm, I'm just gonna read a little bit king demanded and end global suffering, uh, asserting that mankind for the first time has the resources and technology to eradicate poverty. And I definitely agree with that. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King was a very smart man. He actually stood by his words. He was not like some people out here who um, talk it, um, but they don't walk it. This man walked it, he talked it, he lived it, he breathed it, he ate it, and he was unfortunately succumbed to it because he understood that at the end of the day, he was a messenger sent here by God himself to put a message out to the people. And today we still love and respect him. The only thing that dishearts me at times is that history doesn't say how Martin Luther King was trying to make sure that black people and people who are minorities Should be treated fairly economically. Now, I know, you know, we talk about we shall overcome civil rights. We should have all the same equalities. But one thing that Dr. Martin Luther King wanted to make sure is that we all have the same economical power because economics brings wealth, wealth brings change, change brings it true equality and that's what he was standing for that's what he wanted it to be and a lot of people didn't know that because again the history book just said he was fighting for equality and that's it and it made it look like it was a blanket statement they didn't make it look like that's what it was it was just a blanket statement here was a man who chose to fight so we can have the same rights as white people and he made sure that our rights were you know um, respected yada 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Now, a lot of this, um, I was under that impression as well. You know, I had heard for many years that Martin Luther King, you know, was, uh, uh you know, once he became involved in the economics and the uh, wealth of how African-Americans and minorities should be treated fairly, that's when the government said, hey, you know what? You're doing a little too much there, buddy. You got to make sure that you're not trying to start an appeasal and get these people what they needed. Because if you know, if you guys be captured as money, then guess what? You're equal. And you probably going to turn it back around on us and make us what we made you guys for the past 400 years. But Martin Luther King said, no, I'm for nonviolence. I don't want to harm nobody because that's going to do nothing. But add to the stereotypes that you see us anyway, as these dogs, looters, wolves, savages, I don't want to, you know, fight because fighting is not going to do nothing. And what we saw, it did, it did nothing. Anytime we fight, fought fire with fire, it was more firebirds. It was more uh, injustices. It was more hatred, bigotry to those that were on the sideline supporting. And we all had to pay for it. So he said, no, he said, you know what? Give us our economical freedom. You have the money. You sponsor billions of dollars a year in war, but you still have not yet fought poverty in this country. And he said it was due to racist understanding, the power that black people, uh, he called them Negroes back then, had. And he knew they knew that if we were to become equal in the economic playing field, that, you know, they thought that we will just overtake and treat them like how they treat us, which is far from the truth because that's not how we were treated them. You know, we, we just, we just want it to be where everyone can have a say. So when we should be able to honor, to be honored and have everything that everyone has. So that's what he was talking about in the book, but the book is really good. Again, I love the book. It's called, where do we go from here? Chaos of community. And you watch how he breaks down, how he was feeling during this. He had a, with stokely carmichael um and how he was doing what he wanted to do for his people because he knew at the end of the day it was more than just hey let's sit at the table together it was like we need a piece of that pie and that pie is what we want like we should be able to eat what y'all eat we should be able to live the way y'all live and not feel bad doing it and that's how i feel today about everything that's going on um today is march 31st 2020 there's a lot of writing. Um, protesting, I'm going to say protesting, okay? There's a lot of protesting and people don't want to acknowledge that it's protesting, but people want to, especially the media, want to only look at the rioters and looters. Now, anytime black people do something, anytime we march peacefully, it's always a narrative that, you know, there's rioters out there, there's some looters, you have people doing this, you have people doing that, but they're not looking at The why to why this is going on. I had a um, Facebook commentary, I don't want to say debate, Um, you know, good friend of mine, I call him good friend, you know, off Facebook TC. And he was like, Well, Martin Luther King wouldn't stand for this. Like, look at all these rioters and looters, you know, that's not, these are opportunists. I said, Listen, it's opportunists everywhere. Every time there's a major sports event, whether it be a victory, whether it be a, a loss, you see mainly white people causing mass, mass destruction in the streets. I'm talking about millions of dollars of destruction, millions of dollars of property damage, breaking into places because they're happy because of their sports team won, And nobody talks about it. You just see it on the Monday news as look how happy they were. They rocking his police um, car over, no one got shot. They're setting fires. They're breaking into places. They're doing all of these things. But the media looks at it and they laugh. And you choose this guy who's saying, oh, well, look at the New England Patriots. They won their uh, sixth title. Look at their fans. They're so happy out there. You have people in the streets of uh, Cambridge, you have people in the streets of Boston, you know, representing their Patriots. Uh, it's going to be one heck of a night. You know, you guys stay safe and have fun out there. They say have fun. They make it look like it's a joyous thing. They make it look like it's normal to them because it is normal to them. You can break loot, lauder all you want. And the news is going to put it out there like they're just having a grand old time. And they have that saying that they use for every white person who is a juvenile delinquent who's grown up to become a politician or some major force in the world. They said boys will be boys at 17. He is doing what 17-year-olds do. However, when African-American males protest his freedom and he talks about how he feels and he does it peacefully, he pushes in the street and him and his uh, people that are around him, who are not his goons, by the way, people who are around him are saying, hey, we need to stop this and we're going to march and they keep marching. But then you have five people off to the side Who decide to take this because they're angry. You have six people who decide to go here because they see it as an opportunity. They see this as a chance to get what they want. I'm mad. Yes. I'm taking what should have been mine in the first place. And usually it's not the best thing, but it's usually in our community where we live. So that happens. And they say, look at this. This is not. A protest. These are writers, These are people who don't care about their people. And they put that on the news and that's the narrative. And usually. Sorry about that. I hit the off button. And usually a lot of people who are white, they, you know, see this and they say, oh, my God, look at these. uh, Look at these criminals. They are scaring us here. You know, they, why? you know, why are they why are they doing this? This is this is this is not what Martin Luther King would have wanted. And I turned to them and I said, and you think he would have wanted what we are still given today? You think he still would have wanted these inequalities that don't even allow for minorities to be in the same seat economically as those who say they really care about us? But the media does this in a way where you're so conditioned to it that. When you see people riding or uh, or looting during a major sports event, you're like, uh-oh, oh, shoot. Even before the game is over, what do you say? Oh, man, it's about to be pandemonium out there in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, Miami. Oh, they about to go crazy. This team just won. Oh, man, they about to tear that town up. And then you look at it and you're seeing, you know, again, these uh, these young white vibrant people, yay! Who with the shirt off, they're on top of the buildings. They're on top of the uh, stop signs. Um, they're on top of the light poles. Um, not to mention that they're breaking numerous numerous laws. Not to mention that this is very dangerous. But that's not what the media wants. That you know wants to you know to be portrayed here the media doesn't want to see that but once you see angry people again do i agree with everything that's going on now do i say everybody needs to break into every shop no i don't think you should do that but i think that people are angry and i think that people are tired and some people they just want to be heard they just want to be heard so if i gotta break this window If I got to set this on fire so you can listen to me, then I am going to do that. Like any child, if a child is acting up, if a child is doing things that's very mischievous, uh, mischievous, mischievous, um, if a child is doing anything that is warranted and, you know, negative attention, first thing you do is say, what is wrong? Why is this child doing this all the time? Why is this child continue to get in trouble in school? Why does y'all have no friends? What is going on? Well, guess what? That is cry for help. In America, us black people, we are crying for help. And I don't want you to look at what's going on in CNN because, you know, they got a show to sell and they want to put it out there that, you know, there's some crazy people out there. You know, they again, you know, maybe the message is lost. Probably not. That there's a lot of rioters and looters out, looters out here who are very opportunistic in this time. Yes, that could be true. But look at don't look at that less than 10%. I want you to look at the 90%. I want you to look at the other people that are, um, you know, peacefully protesting. Who are on the front lines. Who are saying something. Listen to their message. Listen to why they are doing this. Listen, listen, listen. And to go from here. I need my white counterparts, I need you guys to come together and talk to your racist uncles, talk to your racist neighbors, talk to people that we would not have a chance to talk to because we don't talk to them or because we just don't know. You have to be our eyes and ears right now if you want this to continue to be a peaceful time because, as you know, the narrative will continue to be we are savages, we are animals, we are beasts, We are people who don't have any regard for life as we kill each other every day. And the media is going to continue to push that. But the media won't tell you that people kill within proximity because you know these people. So you usually go after people that you are in close areas with because guess what? You know them. So you tend to go and do what's right there like most people do. But African-Americans, we are the number one highest crime rated. Black-on-black crime people, which is so false. But that's another show another day. I want us to come together as a people. But in order for that to be done, I need people who are not us, black, to say, hey, this is what's going on. And some people are doing a great job of that. Some people are doing a great job of reporting it. It was one white male in uh, L.A. He was um, recording what was going on. He said, listen... People aren't out here beating up innocent people. This guy has a bow and arrow. He's shooting in the crowd. He's trying to hurt people. And they whipped his ass. And that's what happened. And he was trying to stop the guy from doing it. But guess what? The guy continued to go on his tirade. He continued to be this arrogant asshole. And subsequently, he got what he deserved. Because when you try to hurt people, people have to protect themselves. And if you aren't faster, bigger, stronger, or have more skill than them, then guess what? you probably would take that loss. And he took that loss, you know. But there are some allies out here who showing the whole picture. There are some people out here who are saying, hey, listen, what you're seeing on the news is not true. What you're seeing and reading in these papers is definitely not true. This is what's going on. You have people who are uh, protesting uh, peacefully. Yes, is it an inconvenience? So what? Is it going to take you more time to get home? Do you have to take a detour? So be it. But the inconvenience is of us not being able to get what we want because we are inconvenienced because of our skin color. The inconvenience in all of this is that we have to even do this to be heard and we shouldn't have to do this. Like if an African American is killed, it shouldn't take America, you know, time and time again to not prosecute, you know? That's the inconvenience. The inconvenience is that every time there's an officer who kills an African American, you know, person, for no just reason, we have to sit and wait for the verdict. And usually that verdict is not one that is desirable to us. So we can't even say, you know what? He killed him. We'll let law and justice prevail and we'll take it from there. We can't even do that because as you know, and as time has served and as time will repeat itself and history will do that as well, we'll see officers killed because they're ignorant dumb people. Not all though. I'm talking about the ones that kill unjustly and for no reason because they're racist bigots. Those are the ones I'm talking about. You guys. You'll see them do these things for years upon years and then what happens is a major one that hits the news outlets. The news see that. They take it and they'll put this headline over it. White cop kills black man. And then here come the People that never had a voice. Some of these so-called liberal white people. Well, what did he do? Had he not been doing that, that wouldn't happen. They don't even have all the details. They just said if he had followed the officer's command, then he wouldn't have got shot. But you'd see this, and then, you know, people are like, oh, shit, here we go again. He ain't going to get jail time. They don't give him a slap on the wrist. And... We're gonna forget all about it, and that's what usually happens. But I think that people are so tired because the media tried to hide this, you know. uh, uh, State of Georgia tried to hide uh, Aubrey, Ahmad Aubrey death, you know. Uh, George Floyd, they tried to make it look like you know he was just selling anything, and he was just this crazy person. But uh, you know, again, we're we're getting killed for forgery for things that are not punishable by death, but should be handled in a court of law if that's what you're doing. Kind of find out. Usually what we're doing is not true. Officers usually go scot-free. And here it is. Now, if the officers were getting convicted left and right, I tell you what, you would not have so much corrupt killings of African-Americans and minorities that you do today. If they were being prosecuted like a person that kills an officer or shoots an officer would be prosecuted, then I guarantee you, you will have a cleanup in the force Better than what it is. Would it be 100 percent? No. But I bet you the law enforcement would be a 95 percent, you know, above board. You will have you won't have a lot of issues. A lot of things that you're seeing now won't happen. We won't have to write. We won't have to uh, protest. We won't have to do any of these things because you know what? The law and justice served us right and correctly for this one. Now, let's just say this officer happens to be convicted. What will that conviction look like? Will that conviction be one of murder? Will this man serve more than two days in jail? Will this man really 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 get served what he deserves and that's the question and that's the answer that we are looking for. so where do we go from here right? You know so that's the question you know we 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 can't wait for this court case is gonna be coming up, and that's that's months from now, you know. So that's that. What do we do from here? We continue to push on as a people. But also, you continue to be careful where, where you spend your money. Now, some people think that it's cool to just buy Louis Vuitton and Balmain and all these other high upper echelon white companies because you want to be in the now. And that's cool. But what we need to do is we need to buy black and put out black and have white people buy from us We need to take their economical dollar and put it in our circulation of the black population so we can become successful and we can become rich. See, what people don't realize is that white people never said don't buy our stuff. White people never said, hey, listen, I don't like you enough for you not to buy my things or for you not to support my family. That's not what they said. What they say is I don't like you well enough to hang out with you and we should be socializing together because at the end of the day, what? Do you have that? I want what do you have that I need besides your money? And after you spend your money, you can go. And that's where we are misled. What we need to do is say, Hey, okay, I'm not gonna buy from you. I'm gonna buy it from my fellow man right here who's gonna put the money back into his community. I need your dollar, you racist white man, to buy my shirts to support my family so I can have a seat at this table with you and my seat will be here and I will pass that down to my kids, my neighbors, and the people all in my community so we can have the resources where we don't need you. We can sustain by ourselves. Now, if we sustain by ourselves, then what's gonna happen is we have the money, we have the power, we have what we need to make sure that We have the seat in Congress. We have the money, the economics, so that we can affect change in the world. So we don't need you to tell us how we should feel and what we should be doing. And that's what needs to happen. We need to take our money, put it in our money, and make other people buy from us. And that's how we're going to grow economically and exponentially so we can become better people. That's what needs to happen. And it starts with the celebrities. Now, I'm not saying that all celebrities need to buy from everybody. Every quality isn't good quality. But what I'm saying is that if you can go and spend $1,000 on a pair of fucking ugly-ass Gucci shoes, if you can buy a fucking Hermès belt, then it's a man down the street that's in your community, which you used to live in, who you can support and buy from. Also, if you give those that need, they won't beg. And they will sustain their own and they will be able to live off of what they've grown. And that's the part that America seems to forget. I'm lying. That's the part that America America wants to forget. We don't need you. We just want what's ours and we can cultivate our own food. We can cultivate our own movies. We can cultivate our own clothes. We can cultivate our own entertainment we can cultivate our own government we can cultivate our own everything but you can't take from us and say hey why aren't you in the same position we are why don't you just grab yourself by the bootstraps and you'll be fine like everyone else well guess what if i don't have boots or if my straps are broken and i got a hole in them how am i gonna pull myself up how can i even make a dent in being where i need to be if every time i walk outside the door, you're taking from me. So now I got to work more hours. Now I got to put more time in. But oh, while I'm doing all that, it doesn't even equate to you working that one job. I need another job. I need more people to work. And I'm taking time away from my family, taking time away from educating them. I'm taking a lot of time because you know what? I have to just try to sustain and just, 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 just be afloat while you can work. Your one job, live the lap of luxury, and you'll be fine. Again, this isn't to all white people. This isn't to everybody. But I'm just using it as an example for the people who say, well, just grab yourself up by the bootstraps and you'll be fine. And that's the message that I'm saying. So I won't be too long here. But what I want to say is buy from our own. Make them buy from us. And that's what needs to happen. When you affect someone's money, they listen. Because if you affect my money, how am I gonna eat? How's my family gonna survive? What am I gonna do to do this? And if I don't have any money, guess what? I'm gonna take from you. And that's what usually happens in poor, lower socioeconomic places. People usually tend to do these things because they don't have, they don't have the wherewithal to get. And America knows this. They thrive off of this. That's why we have mass incarcerations. You know, they're laving off the sweat in the backs of those who can't sustain. That's why they continue to do this. But I'm telling you right now, if you want this to happen, buy from your own people. Make them come to our communities and buy. And guess what? We will be just as welcoming as you are. We will follow you around the stores. We will watch you as you go to your car. We will lock our doors when you walk to us. But guess what we won't do? We won't kill you. Because we know that we need you. We know that sooner or later you will realize that What we have, we can help each other, and we can borrow, we can barter, we can become one, and we won't need to quote-unquote steal from you because we have our own. And you know once we have our own, bye-bye. We're taking our own and we're making it our own. So you have to find a way to do it yourself. Now, this is no hate. This is no speech to say, hey, let's start a war. But this is a mere way of saying you need to understand where we're coming from and our why. Don't look at the two people that are rioting and looting. Look at those that are peacefully protesting. Ask them why they're doing this. Ask them how they feel. They're tired of protesting for the same thing. If you protest, you should be protesting for different things because that one thing changed, and now we're on to the next to make sure that we have to do this. That's what should be going on, but it's not. So what I'm telling you is affect your pockets. Buy from your own people. Support your own, and you'll see a change. Listen, that's my time. I won't be too long-winded. I'm your boy, Professional Son, a.k.a. Marcoson, a.k.a. your favorite, favorite podcast person. See you later, people. Talk to you soon.